It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. All righty. Well, the Warriors and Kevin Durant answer some questions tonight. That's for sure. The Warriors 132, Clippers 105, Kevin Durant 38 tonight, 14 for 23 from the floor. Best player on the court. Warriors take a 2-1 lead in the best of seven. And at least for uh, 48 minutes in game three, the Warriors showed their championship pedigree. 888-957-9570 is the number. You are listening to the Realtor.com Warriors wrap-up show. Your home for home search. 888-957-9570. Nine five seven zero. Is this what you expected from Kevin Durant? Anything out there surprise you? Or was everybody making a big deal out of what was going on with KD and number of shots? Guru, uh, pretty impressive tonight from Kevin Durant. You got to wonder what got into him and why it hasn't happened sooner. Yeah, you and you got to love it. At the at the end of the day, you got to love it. This was Sinatra in Madison Square Garden, or the great Whitney Houston on a good day, Steiny. It was the Golden State Warriors, but the subplot was Kevin Durant and was it going to come? And my man goes out there, our man, and attempts th- 10 three-pointers, 14 to 23, and he reminded all of us on a good night when he's aggressive, Steiny, he is the best player in the game. That's what he looked like, and I don't want to take anything away from his teammates it, they just they showed up tonight and showed out. 888-957-9570. The Warriors regain control of this series. 135, uh, 132-105. They jumped out to a 17-point lead after one quarter. And it was one of those games where if you look up and down the box score, uh, everybody really pitching in tonight. Duran, of course, with 38 Draymond Green, you look at the box score, ah, eight points, six rebounds. But look at the 10 assists, no turnovers. 10 assists, no turnovers for Draymond Green. He was the guy who was getting on uh, his own self for turning the ball over too much. Andrew Bogut, guru. Wow, we talked about it. Eight points and 14 rebounds, five, uh, six, uh, five assists for Bogut. Eight points, 14 rebounds, what five about the assists. Minutes? 25, 25 minutes. Wow. And look good. He did look pretty good. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, Bogut is turning out to be oh, man. very important to this team. Stani, did the offense, and this has nothing to do with DeMarcus, did it skip a beat? It didn't skip a beat tonight. But defensively, they they made, they made reminded the Clippers, like, hey, if, if it's Harold and, and um, the guy we can't stop, that's Lou not going Lou Williams. That's not going to happen tonight. And they suffocated the Clippers. Stoney, this was a great win. 
Why am I surprised? We knew KD could do it. It was just refreshing to see. The Clippers <laughs> shoot 37% from the floor tonight. And now we turn our attention to game four, which is Sunday afternoon. Easter. And I guess the question now is, how's Durant going to play in game four? And will Doc Rivers continue to keep Patrick Beverly on him? Do you think he'll switch it up? What do you do if you're Doc Rivers and now you're in game four and and you're going to need a win to to keep this thing going for a little bit? Yeah, you, you kind of scoffed at me when I just brought up the fact that what if he went against convi- Doc, conventional wisdom, and started Harold or Lou Williams so when they do come in the game, you know, they're not behind. But, Stani, when you're at AC trying to knock off this well-oiled machine – wouldn't you throw every, like a Rubik's Cube, any any type of crazy thing out there to try to change it up? He has to change it up now come Sunday. I mean, I don't know what he can really do. I don't, again, we talked about, I don't know, you know, whether he's going to want to start a Lou Williams or a, or a Montrez Harrell. They've been in their roles all season. Uh, I don't know if he's going to do that. I mean, I think the one thing he may do is just move Patrick Beverly back on to Steph Curry mm. and play it more conventionally, but uh, uh, we'll see. You know, the one thing that happened tonight was there was a reversion kind of for the uh, Clippers shooting the ball. You had Landry Shamit one for five, Gilgis Alexander one for seven, Beverly didn't do anything offensively, Gallinari two for 13, so the Warriors really did – uh, clamp down defensively. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's go to Tim in North Carolina. Tim's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? What's up, Stani? What's up, Guru? I want y'all to just follow me for one minute, man, because uh, the guys came out. They did what they were supposed to do. You know, they handled business. They came out from the beginning. But I want to bring something up to you guys, and I want to think about the future, and I want to think about tighter games, closer games. And I want to see what you guys feel about this, Stani Guru. What you think about – look at the way the game was called. Look at another technical on Kevin. And you saw all he was doing was just laughing with the guy, talking with the guy. What do you guys think if the leaders of this team, I mean, almost together, go up to that podium at the end of one of these games, and they just simply make a real deal apology to the referees for what happened in Memphis, let it know, like, listen – we understand that we shouldn't have done that as role models. We don't want any guys, any any young people out there to think that they should treat referees this way. Uh, I just, you know what I mean? Just something where they come out and present and show, listen, we apologize for the way we acted in that particular moment. Because, Stani, Groom, I want you all to think about this. Look at some of the calls and the way that they're being called. Like the one on Steph with just the Shamit thing. It was a little bit of a hole, but should that really have been called? Look at the tech on Kevin. Should that really have been called? And I know they didn't have any play on the nice game, but it's almost like, you know, sometimes mentally, like think about it. If us three were all referees and we out there and we doing our thing and all of a sudden we mess up and the whole team just clowns Google, they point in his face, they look at him a different type of way, they make a mockery out of him in front of the whole nation, do you not believe that that fraternity somewhere down the line just feels like they got to protect these guys and come at these guys. I just I just look at some of the calls, and I think in a closer game, a closer series, do you think that could come bite them? I just feel like if they go up there humbly 
and just kind of like almost make an apology like, look, this was wrong. We shouldn't have done that. But we want to end this right now. We want to just kind of be treated fairly as we move forward. And I'm not, you know, it's no excuses. It's no nothing. It was a 30-point win. But, guys, just look at some of the calls, the Sean Livingston technical foul, the Kevin technical double tech. Now he has, what, three techs now? I mean, you know what I mean? Just It's yeah. just some sh- a little bit of shadiness. I mean, how do y'all feel about that? And I just want to know, what do you think? I mean, in a in a humble way, all four of them, the leaders, Kevin, uh, right, Steph, Draymond, get up there and just say, look, guys, we want to apologize for this. We also yeah. want the young people in this country that follow us <laughs> to know that even nobody, we don't want you guys to ever treat referees the way we did that night. We got caught up in our emotions, but never treat referees the way we did that yeah. night. And we just want to, we want to make this known publicly. I think if they do something like that, Stani, Google, I think if they do something like that, I wonder. They might get the, they might get the respect <laughs> of these referees again because that could come back to bite them, man. I mean, right. some of these calls. They yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, Tim. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the call. Yeah, uh, you know. I don't know if they... He was watching the refs and the Warriors play. 888-957-9570 is the number. This is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com, your home for home search. We come back, we'll take more of your calls, and we'll hear from some Golden State Warrior players. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. All right, the Warriors take a 2-1 lead in the best-of-seven series over the L.A. Clippers. They beat the Clips tonight, 132-105. The game was never really competitive. The Warriors got up 41-24 after a quarter, and they stayed in control all night. Kevin Durant, the story, 38 points, 14 for 23 from the floor. And he was simply marvelous. 888-957-9570. This is the Realtor.com Warriors wrap-up show. Your home for home search. We're not shocked that it happened. We just, we wanted to see it again. And we put the KD bat signal up and he obliged. I mean, Stani, seriously, this was a team effort. But what he did when the first two buckets, it was precise, precision, and he just reminded you he can't be guarded. That's what I took away from tonight. 888-957-9570 is the number. Clay Thompson tonight finished with 12 points. He was 5 for 11 from the floor, quiet offensively. Got hot a little bit, about three in a row. Yeah, uh, also did a solid job defensively. As you can see, No, uh, nobody really hurt the Warriors, not on the perimeter. Uh, anyway, tonight, but let's take a listen to what he had to say after tonight's ball game. It's very rare you ever on a team that can compete for a championship, let alone favor to win. So that really gets me going, knowing that this could be a special run. How did you guys set a good tone from the very beginning of the game? Well, I mean, we still had a bad taste from last games in our mouth. We were pretty embarrassed, so we wanted to come out and establish dominance early and play great. I think the defense tonight was incredible. Uh, you know, our offense was a little stagnant to start. KD bailed us out a lot. But when our defense is firing like that, that's when we're, you know, the best team in the world. Whatever this was tonight. Man, just realize how lucky we are to do this with such a great group. 
um, leave it all out there, you know. Nothing's ever guaranteed in the future, so just uh, play to win now and do it collectively, you know. No, no individual is greater than the team, and we get, but we got a lot of great individuals, so we come together. It's, it's a thing of beauty. All right, that's Clay Thompson talking about tonight's game, the victory. Kevin Durant's 38 points. Steph Curry tonight finished with 21. He played just 20 minutes. He was in foul trouble. He went 7 for 11 from the floor, 4 for 6 from three-point range. Uh, He was solid. Kevon Looney was good again. Iguodala was very good tonight, 15 points. McKinney? In 22 minutes. McKinney, solid, 6 points. Getting rebounds. And uh, the Warriors end up winning tonight. Pretty, pretty easily. Let's, uh, why don't we take a listen to Kevin Durant? Let's hear what he had to say. KD. Kevin, uh, the other day you were very uh, descriptive about the defense and the gimmick defense that Clippers threw at you. What was, what did you see tonight? What was different? Why were you so effective? Uh, I think Coach called a couple more plays for me to start the game. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, doing that kind of set the tone, you know, just putting pressure on the defense through post-ups, through dribble handoffs. And uh, I think that was something that we talked about this morning, just consciously, just, uh, you know, with the way they play, just coming off a lot of Andrew Bucking screens and, you know, sitting in the post. And if they double, guys are moving. We're just more patient tonight, you know, to sum it up. Kevin, after hey Kevin, after you got your second foul, what was key in still being able to play your game without getting more? Well, I just keep playing the same way. I, I feel like the first two weren't fouls. Um, Pavy here with Hoops and Brews. Kevin, did you try to make it a point to come out and kind of remind people exactly who you are with all the talk that's been going on in this series? Uh, I've been here for 12 years, and I'm 30. I don't, need to t- I don't need to show nobody nothing at this point. Yeah, Kevin, for you, the statement, I am Kevin Durant, and then to follow that proclamation up with the way you played, where do you feel that need comes from? Uh, I think a lot of people who watch the game, who analyze the game, thought that uh, I should uh, be uh, engaging in a one-on-one physical battle, whatever that is, to other people with Patrick Beverly. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't do that type of stuff. I just play. So uh, that's what I was trying to let people know. You, you mentioned all the screens you came off with Bogut. Uh, how good has he been for you guys? He's just a smart basketball player, man. Just uh, – you know, obviously being here and knowing the system helps, but, you know, I think he could play that way anywhere, you know, just directing the offense when he needs to, rebounding, being in the right spots, his talking, his energy, just everything since he's been here been top of the line, you know, just especially his talk, you know, how he's just guide guys out there every possession is something we definitely need it. Kevin, wondering how, if at all, the dynamic changes a little bit with DeMarcus out. For for me, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, I know if, when Demarcus uh, started playing for us uh, late in the season. I think we want definitely wanted to establish him in the post a lot to start games. You know what I'm saying? And his presence down there was uh, very positive for us. So without him in the lineup, I think Coach just used me in his spots. Kevin, uh, you guys have had you know trouble sometimes keeping that consistency during the regular season, and you know with game two, how do you keep that? Whatever you had tonight on for a consistent basis throughout me, no team. I think uh, everybody in the arena kind of relaxed just a split second last game. Even the fans, you know, even the executives on the sidelines just watching. 
Uh, I wish Bob was in here. Uh, and obviously the players and the coaches, you know. I just think everybody felt like we had that game in hand last game. And 30-point um, lead, I mean, like it's, that hasn't happened in 30-some years. So it's kind of natural and normal for anybody watching that game to kind of relax, right, even at home. So, you know, but the players can't do that, and I think we did that. And, you know, I think that was just a, a small lesson that we can learn from. But our focus has been on point since – um, late March, with the exception of like six minutes last game. Tomer Zarley from Clutch Points. Kevin, you guys have aspirations for a deep playoff run. Kind of got that third tech today. What what happened there? And, and what do you have? Did you have to do anything different to sort of stray away from those? I mean, we were me and J. Michael Green were just kind of, we're, we're conversing about the play that happened before, just like you and I. And somebody came out of nowhere and teched us both. How would you feel? That was that was pretty quick. Hopefully they ever send that one because, you know, I don't want anybody to think that somebody's in my head. That's why I got that text. So I, I, I just want to get that out the way because I don't want to jeopardize my team in the future. Connor Laterno, San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, Kevin, lots made of Kavan's defensive versatility. What do you what do you think of his offense and his awareness on that side of the ball? Uh, I mean, we all know what Lewin could do on the defensive side of the ball. He's a smart basketball player, but I think just about everybody in our locker room has just been on him to shoot those mid-ranges, the ones that he gets at the elbows just around that 12-, 13-foot area that he should be shooting because they look good and he worked on them. So, you know, tonight he got a lot of opportunities to knock them down. He was 5 for 7. I mean, he's been phenomenal this series as far as efficiency on the offensive side of the ball along with his defense. So, um, we we gonna continue. To, we gonna need him to continue to just shoot those. You know what I'm saying, and just to keep people at bay. So um, definitely excited for him throughout this series because his confidence is growing. Last question, the right here. Okay, over the last month or so, you've been you know pass first, been distributor for the team. That's not true. That's not. No, I don't pass up shots. I just play within the offense. Oh, I, I say okay. Well, you've been more of a distributor. Is that safe to say? Yeah, it's because how we play. Okay, that's why. Tonight, you wasn't, right? Yeah, because Coach called more plays for me to start. Okay, so moving forward, do you think that you'll be a a game-by-game basis as far as how you approach the game? Look, this is – I don't run the show. Any team I've ever been a part of, I'm just a player. I'm one of the guys, you know what I'm saying? So whatever my coach needs me to do, whether – no matter what it is, I just got to go out there and be prepared for it mentally and physically. So tonight, no different. All right, Kevin Durant. <laughs> wow, how to, how to get Let it one little test. piece of defensiveness in? But I think he's entitled to it tonight. Yeah. Thirty-eight points, fourteen for twenty-three. All right, we come back. We'll head back down to L.A. Uh, talk to John Dickinson. Wrap up with the calls. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors 132, Clippers 105. They lead this best of seven series two games to one. Let's take a listen to the play of the game. It's time for the play of the game. He got it! Now, here's the play of the game. Williams the ball on the right side. 
Can't argue with that. Blocked by Iguodala. He roofed him. Here comes Draymond Green. Hustles down the far side. All the way up. Over Gallinari. No good. Tip on the rim. Good and a foul. Kevin Durant. Flying high. Going off balance with the rebound bucket. And he's got a chance for a three-point play. All righty. Kevin Durant. A little follow-up. He turned it into a three-point play. And the Warriors... Went on to win 132-105. Let's head down to Staples Center. Visit with our man, John Dickinson. J.D., how's it going? And here's where I'm going to start. The Warriors blew a 31-point lead the other night, and all the talk was about Durant, but the reality was their defense was terrible, and that's really the big story of that game. Fast forward to tonight, we're all going to talk about Durant, And rightfully so, he had 38. But tonight, their defense was just terrific, I thought. Yeah, and it was terrific early on in the game. And I think that set the tone along with Durant deciding that he wanted to come out and put an imprint on the game in terms of his scoring and his shooting and his aggressiveness early on. Those two things changed the game from where this series had been coming out of game two on Monday night at Oracle, and uh, the Warriors wound up getting a, a pretty easy victory because of it. J.D., I told Stiney, I felt like from a Kevin Dur- Durant perspective, it was it was like Frank Sinatra at Madison Square Garden. I mean, it was beautiful to watch, but he went back and forth real quick with uh, Chris Haynes in the postgame presser, and he just basically said he, he wasn't more aggressive. His number was called, and I just want to pick your brain. Do you think that's pretty much all it was is – is his number being called? Because he was fantastic. Uh, look, I think they may have made a more concerted effort early in the game to get him shots. Stephen Curry alluded to that in the, his postgame press conference, that they were trying to get him the ball in, in different places on the court based on the way the Clippers were defending him. They were trying to get him coming off some, some bogut screens. There were a, you know, a couple dribble handoff plays. Uh, you know, Get him the ball out, uh, you know, away from the basket a little bit. They posted him up a little bit. They, they just were a little bit more creative, I think, in, in trying to get the ball to him. But, no, look, Steve Kerr yesterday called him out. I mean, let's put the rat on the table. Kerr called him out and, and you know, in a, in a nice mm. way, but he called <laughs> him out. He said, hey, shoot it 20 or 30 times. We'd all love that. And, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, who knows why he did it. You know, but Kerr backed it up by, by – putting a few plays out there but no something was different I mean something was different he, he was aggressive he was aggressive you know and, and this notion that you know it was just the way the game was or, or you know the number got called more I mean that that's that's nonsense at mm. this point he came out looking to score tonight period and it, it was different from what we've seen really for the better part of the last month JD the Clippers obviously went back home uh, even one one. Can you kind of describe? Was uh, d- did it feel like there was an energy in Staples Center? Was it if there was an energy? Did the Warriors take it out of the building right away? Did it seem like there wasn't even time to get an energy? What what did it feel like down there for a home game uh, for the Clippers and a, and an opportunity? Probably, I would think that the the place could have been jumping. 
Yeah, it, it actually was jumping leading up to the game and, and early on in the game. The atmosphere was as good as I can ever remember it being for a Clipper game down here. And I, I've been to quite a few when the Warriors have played the Clippers the last maybe four and a half, five years or so, uh, covering them for, for 95-7 the game. But uh, I, there was an energy. I thought the Warriors did help, you know, tamp that down a little bit. But I really think the officiating is what tamped it down tonight. And I'm not saying – good or bad one way or another I'm just saying the the sheer volume of calls it was a tightly called game from the jump and that really uh that worked to the Warriors benefit tonight because the Clippers had been real physical with the Warriors and Doc Rivers even made reference to the fact that you know he could tell early and one of his assistant coaches even came to him and said boy they're calling it tight uh, I, I think this could be good for us, talking about the Clippers. And Doc said, no, 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 this is not good for us at all if they're going to be calling it tight uh, because they had been really trying to impose their will physically. So I, I think the Clippers felt a, a disadvantage. Again, not in a, not any specific calls, good or bad. I don't really, I don't, I'm not going down that road. I, I thought the game was officiated fine in that realm. It was just officiated extremely tightly and the Clippers felt at the end of the night that that wound up being something that played into the Warriors' favor. But Doc Rivers was also quick to credit the Warriors for being, you know, the more physical team after he thought his team had been on Monday night, at least in the second half. So I, I, to me, the officiating kind of mucked up what was a pretty darn good energy at the jump. Yeah, you know, and I always wonder, J.D., and I don't disagree with anything you said, and I, I always wonder if uh, – you know, what happened in games one or two, one and two, do they impact an officiating crew to steer it in a certain way? Oh, I think way? so. And, I think the league tells Scott if, Foster if call so, tight is, tonight. And fair enough. If so, you know, is that the way to go about it, kind of? And I, I kind of see both sides. Uh, you want to keep it under control, but then you, you do kind of turn it into a game where – uh, we have over 50 free throw, uh, fifty fouls called. Yeah, I don't like it personally. I, I, I like the tone of the series where it was headed, the back and forth, the intensity, uh, you know, guys jawing, guys playing physically. They, they were letting them play, I, I thought, for the most part. Now, the Warriors would argue, well, they weren't letting Stephen Curry play, uh, you know, in game two. Uh, you know, he winds up in foul trouble, and he, he wound up in foul trouble. Durant was in foul trouble early. I mean, the, the fouls were called both ways. I think it was an evenly officiated game in that sense. I, I just think, you know, when you get to game three and four of a playoff series, when it's a, a hotly contested, intense battle, I, I think what you want to see is you know, two teams continuing to go at it, but clearly, clearly there was a, a line drawn somewhere where the crew that was on the court tonight uh, had it in their mind that they needed to get it under control and prevent it from getting out of hand. And so you saw the, the game play out uh, the way that it did as a byproduct of that. J.D., what, uh, what's planned for the Warriors tomorrow? Uh, well, it looks oh, like it looked. You no, know, it looks like they're going to be taken tomorrow off uh, with the extra day uh, <laughs> practice day on Saturday, and then obviously playing the game here, an early game, a twelve thirty game uh, in this building on on Sunday afternoon. So uh, a, a reward, in a sense, for the Warriors for playing a real buttoned up game. And you know what? The one thing we didn't. I was on all the shows earlier today, and. 
with you guys early. You know, the one thing that I've said all year that I kind of lost touch of coming into tonight's game just based on the last few days and the way Game 2 played out, it's another buttoned-up performance for the Warriors on the road compared to at Oracle Arena. I mean, they have just had some strange, inexplicable losses at Oracle this year, but then they get on the road and you're thinking maybe they're a little bit vulnerable. Uh-uh. They just they put the clamps down from the jump, and I, I just I can't tell you how many times they've played a game like tonight on the road this year when you're wondering if maybe there's going to be trouble. Just another example of it, and impressive, and the 20th consecutive playoff series for this group uh, with with Curry and, and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, the 20th consecutive playoff series where they've won a road game, a new NBA record, pretty remarkable, pretty impressive. Uh, when, again, they looked a little vulnerable tonight. J.D., thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, sounds good. All right, that's John Dickinson down in Staples Center. That's going to do it. Warriors 132, Clippers 105. Warriors take a 2-1 lead in the best of seven game four. Tip-off at 1230 on Sunday. You've been listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.